0: Yeah, we are gearing up for a big week, right? In a lot of ways. it's it's uh, We're excited about it. We want to encourage you to consider how you can help in those things because we think it's important. I want to just kind of talk today a little bit about some of this stuff. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, we don't have it on a banner anywhere or anything like that. but It's just in different places around the church. But Our church vision, um, our goal as a church, our church vision is to reach our community through building relationships. Um, We believe wholeheartedly in this place that when you accept Jesus and he's growing in our lives, uh, in your life, that a natural outflow of that joy and forgiveness and hope is to build relationships and spread that to the next person right to to bring somebody on that journey with you we believe it's just a vitally important part of of being a follower of Jesus and we've been talking for the last several weeks about walking in the spirit, and we talked a little bit about this the very first week that we talked about it We, we were talking about purpose right Jesus we went through all of these things that Jesus said the last night before um, he was crucified when he was sitting with his disciples. We went through how he, he talked about how the Holy Spirit would come, and then we talked about how he gave us this huge assignment, right like go into the world and and make disciples and he said. I will send you the Holy Spirit who will empower you for witness, right? And I, I, I'm not, I, please hear me when I say what I'm about to say. I don't disagree with our AG theology. Um, I don't disagree with our 16 fundamental truths. I don't disagree with that. But I think sometimes in Pentecostal circles, we put so much emphasis on the evidence of the Holy Spirit that we've forgotten about the purpose of why he came right? The purpose that the Holy Spirit came to this earth wasn't so we could have spiritual gifts. It was to empower us for witness that that's the purpose and so that's our vision here as a church is that we would be full of the holy spirit we would be full of jesus and he would empower us to build relationships and bring jesus to those relationships right that's why we do things like the fall fest because we believe it's so important for us to be out there and listen how many of you have a friend that knows you love Jesus and you talk to about the faith, but it's hard sometimes to invite him to church, right? Like you, you have that friend, right? Like it's a lot easier when you say, hey, come, there's gonna be more candy than you know what you can do with. <laughs> right? Like these things are specifically designed for us to be able to just go to the next step in relationship with people right? For us to not try and, we don't bait and switch here. We don't advertise candy and games and then try and cram Jesus down people's throats. that's That's not how we do things here. That's not how we roll. But we think that when you have a group of believers together, full of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus, and as we interact with people shoulder to shoulder, face to face, pugil stick to pugil stick, you get a chance, you'll see in a second, um, you, you get a chance to grow in relationship and bring Jesus into that relationship, right? And so we just think it's so important. I'm gonna ask our kids to come forward this morning. This is something we do during family services. Um, we have them come up and we just got a little, we wanna talk to you guys for just a second. So we're gonna have you come, we usually are right here if you want to sit on that, you can. My son doesn't care. He just goes, not all the way over there, son. We're not taking, no, put it down. That's my kid, of course. He's got to try and take it to the next level. Sit down. You like sitting on the edge of the giant inflatable thing? The thingy? Come up and grab a seat. Yeah, bud. How are you? Good. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to read a portion of scripture first, okay? And it's a little long. It's not crazy long, but it's a little long. So I need you to put on listening ears, right, son? Don't distract everyone around you, all right? I can call out my own kid, right? That's all right. Um, You good with that? No. Too bad. All right. I am. You are good with it? Awesome. I like it. All right. Philippians 1. Verses 1 through 11 is where I'm going to read from now. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you can go ahead and grab them, open them up, um, and read along with me. Um, Paul is writing this letter to the church that is in Philippi. Okay, That's why they call it Philippians, Philippi, right? That's a weird name. Um, uh, This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. That is written to all God's people in Philippi who believe in Christ Jesus and to the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I always pray for you and I make my requests with a heart full of joy because you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now and i am sure that god who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when christ jesus comes back again it is right that i should feel as i do about all of you for you have a very special place in my heart we have shared together the blessings of god both when i was in person and or in prison and when i was out defending the truth and telling others the good news god knows how much i love you and long for you with tender compassion of christ jesus I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live li- or so that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ for this will bring much glory and praise to God, All right, that's a lot of Bible verses, right? That's a lot to hear all at once. But I wanna to talk to you a little bit about what Paul is saying. Why do you think Paul, Paul wrote to them, he said, I, it's right that I care for you so much. I long to be in your presence. I, I can't wait to see you again. Why do you think Paul said those things? Because Because he, love he loved them, right? That's exactly it. We're gonna get to that in just a second. These people weren't just anonymous people that Paul wrote to, these were his friends. Paul went through all kinds of life things with him. He spent time in this town, and he was imprisoned there. And they prayed for him, and something divine happened. And he went into this place, and people got saved. He actually interrupted a women's Bible study um, and went down there and prayed and taught about Jesus. And a whole bunch of them chose Jesus. And then all of this stuff started to happen around around town and people started to come to know Jesus. You know what? It, it started though. Paul went and one lady, one lady chose Jesus at first. Her name was Lydia, right? And from there, Paul, Paul was able to take and make relationships and go. How many of you have a friend? Oh, uh, like you have at least one friend, only about half of you. Perfect. Um, uh, have you have one friend. Who is it? You have cousins, they're your friends, you bet, I love it. I want you to think, you have a lot of friends that go to daycare, you bet, buddy. How many of you in here, I want you to think about your very, very best friend, okay? I want you to, just for a second, I want you to think about it. I want you to imagine who they are in your mind. It's not time to point and try and figure out who it is here, right? I want you to think about your very, very, very best friend, why are you friends with that person? Tell me, what, what about them makes you want to be their friend? They're awesome. They're awesome. awesome. They're awesome.
1: They're trustworthy.
0: They're trustworthy. That's a big deal. It's hard to be friends with someone if you don't trust them, right? They're a lot in common. With me. A lot of common, common interests. When I, when, when I get my feelings hurt, they come and help me. They help you when your feelings are hurt. Absolutely. They help me when they need help. They help you when you need help. They're Christian people you bet what else why do you have friends why do you why are some people why do you choose the friends that you choose like you don't get to choose your brother and sister right like they're just they're there um uh, but you choose a friend right you can choose to be friends with your brother and sister I hope you do that right um some of you you do boy. Listen, these things are so important. These friendships become so important and we see them in the Bible. Paul takes these friendships and he he wants them to grow together, but he also talks about in this friendship, helping them to grow in the most important thing, right? And what is the most important thing? What's the most important thing in this world that a person can do? What's up, bud? Love God and love people, right? That's what Jesus says, to t- to tell them about other people. And Paul wants these people to not just I be his friends. You don't have a cousin and brother? Uh, that's all right. I know you have at least a cousin, right? Yeah, bud. Yeah, she's sitting right beside you. Um, It is so important for us to take these things, for us to make sure that we have the most important things in there, right? And we wanna encourage you, if you've got a friend, if they, if they know Jesus or don't know Jesus, we throw this harvest party, it's not a harvest party anymore, it's a fall fest. I know the kids, you guys are so stuck in your ways. You're all like, "Oh, I don't want to change the name." Why? Like It's even worse. It's even worse. Oh, you poor 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 broken-hearted people. All right? The Fall Fest. We do this cuz we love you guys and we love our community, right? Like, listen, how many of you have been to our Fall Fest before? It's not I'm I'm done arguing with my own children about the name, okay? How many have you have been here before? To To the Fall Fest.
1: Never been to a Fall Fest.
0: What used to be called the Fall Fest.
1: I have.
0: You have. How much candy did you get? Five. Five barrels full of candy, right? How much did you get? A A lot, right? Did you have fun? Yeah. Was it an exciting time? You got a bunch. Was it something that you want to come to again? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Right? Listen, that's why we do it. We, we want the community. We want to tell our community we love you. Right? And the best way we can do that is to invite them in. Right? This isn't supposed yeah. to be a commercial. But I want to encourage you to think about your relationships just like Paul did right as you become friends as you grow in your friendships we want to encourage you to take opportunities just like paul did to invest the most important things into your friendships which is what one more time um, to love god and teach other people about god. to love god and to help them grow in their relationship with god right that's what we want to encourage you to do Help them when they need help. Yep, absolutely. That is awesome. I want to encourage you guys, right? Sometimes I I know, I remember, I remember being little and thinking, I have to wait until I know more to do some of these things, right? Um, One of the most amazing things, do you know what Jesus said real faith looks like? You know what his example of real, true faith looked like? He pointed to kids and he said, you need to have faith like that to a bunch of adults sitting around. Right, Because kids, your faith is awesome. You take things and you grow in it and you can just believe it. And we want to encourage you to bring Jesus into those things. Deal? Deal. Deal? All right. Head back to your seats. Dale Reed. There he is.
2: Well, today is what? Thank goodness, right? <laughs> then we can go on with normal living again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we're having a meal afterwards today. We, we ask everybody one favor on this Sunday, though. It takes a few minutes, but we want to let our pastor's families go first this Sunday, okay? That way you get to pick out the best desserts and side dishes and whatever else there is. But yes, let them go first. You might have to wait like five minutes. But please just let them go. The other thing, we want to pray for our pastors today, too. So I'd like Pastor Jason, where'd Pastor Jason go, and his family, if they can come down here, and Pastor John, you know how he talks, (laughs) Pastor John and his family, come on over here, right down here, come on over. So you know what, we want to pray for everybody, and you know what, come and gather around them. Come on, folks, just gather around them, it's a family day. And let's just squeeze in here and let's pray for our pastors. Come on. We only ask you to do this once a year, so we only get to embarrass our pastors, you know, a few times a year. If you can't get up here, just reach your hand out and we're going to pray for our pastors and their family. Okay? Just wait a minute, one more moment here. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to pray for our pastors today and their family. Lord, we just pray that you would. Bless them greatly this next year. Lord, we pray that you'd keep their families healthy and strong. And Lord Jesus, you just help them to be able to relax and just enjoy the Christian experience that they're sharing with all of us, Lord Jesus. But Lord, you'd give them a peace and a comfort. And Lord, we thank you for them. Lord, we just pray that you'd continue to speak in their hearts. So as they minister to us, Lord Jesus, and as they share the word and they share their love with each one of us, Lord Jesus, that they'll just be blessed greatly. We pray this in the name of Jesus, Amen. All right, you can have a seat, and then we're going to take a we're going to take a love offering for our pastors. Um, so, well, okay, and we're also going to start up the inflatable at the same time. So, all right. So, remember all your coffee money I told you to save. So today is the day we're going to give it. So. Whoever the men were that were going to take the, uh, or women, men and women going to take the offering. All right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Please go ahead. Thank you, guys.
1: Well, all right. Wow. She's hot. All right. Hey, we're going to continue on this morning. Um, Again, we just want to say thank you. I love this church family. We're so appreciative of everything you guys do for us. Um, We're going to do a game this morning because that's what we do on family service. It's okay to have some fun in church. I know this is a crazy idea. You're just watching over here. You're watching. Um, So the first people we're going to call up for the Joust match... It's gonna be my mom and dad. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. We're not bringing up my mom and dad. I talked to my mom earlier. I was like, Mom, you should come and Joe And I was like, I'm just playing, Mom. Just kidding, because that would be not good. All right, so what I've done is I've actually pre-selected some people just to make this move a little quicker. So where is Titus and Paxton? They're gonna be our first round. We're gonna do three different groups of people. Three different, yeah, you guys can come on up. Okay, we got a little headgear for you to wear because safety first, right? Safety first. Nod your head, safety first. All right, it stinks a little bit. I I did my best. Sarah Beth, you get to put it on next after these little guys, these little greasers. No, just kidding. All right, so what they're gonna do as this thing is inflating, you guys can stand up too because it'd be more fun if you could actually see. You should stand up, you can watch. Okay, so we're gonna do best of three. Best of three. They have to stand on this podium over here. Okay, they gotta stand on these two podiums and then they're gonna battle with whatever, what'd you call it, what is the technical term? A pugil stick, okay, who knew what a, who knew that it was called a pugil stick? Okay, five of us knew that. Okay, I did not know that. All right, right, wait, are you ready? All right, who's, are you guys ready in the middle? Are you ready? They're They're almost falling off and they haven't even started yet. All right, on you marks, get set, go. Well, that was, all right, they're, they're being very nice. You're being very gentle, very gentle. This is best of three, unless it takes an hour, then we might be just best of one. All right, come on, swing a little bit. <laughs> He's going for the baseball bat approach. All right, cheer, make some noise for him. Cheer him on, cheer him on a little bit. Cheer him on a little bit. It's way more exciting when you're making some noise out there. Come on, let's go. Come on, you got to swing. You got to swing. Maybe they're going to do best of one. These guys may be best of one. (laughs) Yeah, you could. Because they're both winners anyway. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them. They could be here all day. (laughs) Oh! You know what? You're both winners. Come over here, guys. We're doing best of one because you guys were going to take it too long. Too long. All right. Next two. Next two. Sarah Beth and Haley, Sarabeth and Haley, come on, give it it up for Sarabeth and Haley as they come down, we're going to recommend you wear those greasy little masks, but you know, it's up to you, Uh, you should, you can keep your shoes on, it's fine, it's fine, alright, alright, get your, your little helmets on, and then our last round will be Billy and Caleb, you guys can make your way down as well. Billy and Caleb. Again, you guys got to cheer them on as we do this. You got to cheer them on. All right, you guys ready? Get in there. Get in there. You get to. Hey. They're over 18. They've elected not to wear headshots. Remember, this is going to be at our Fall Fest as well. We're going to have a giant obstacle course. So bring, invite your friends, invite all the kids you know. It's going to be amazing, okay? Wow. They're over here starting the chant, Sarah Beth. What about Haley? All right, wait, are you ready? Get set, go! Go! Oh, 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 we gotta go again. That was too close, they gotta go again. We'll do best of three. All right, come on, back up on the podium. Back up on the podium. Hey, you guys, we're getting too old for this. Be careful up there. On your marks, get set, go! They're shaking, they're shaking. They're shaking. There's a lot of shake. Oh, 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 they're getting competitive. It's getting personal. (laughs) All right, all right, I'm gonna say, what do we say? I think that was, I think it was, I think Haley won that one. One more. One more, one more. Yes. Yeah, careful, careful. The little kids stood on there, no problem, guys. Just wanna remind you of that. On your marks, get set, go. All right, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) oh push push careful be careful oh we have to do we got to go one more now we got to go one more because they're tied who won the first round who won the first it was like the same one more you got to go one more you have to i thought i thought somebody huh all right fine we'll tie it up tie it up all right here you go we're actually they're all winners because they came up here today and they did this thank you thank you all right last round last round billy and Caleb, give it up for Billy and Caleb. That was weak. Give it up for Billy and Caleb. There you go. That's better. That's better. All right. Maybe we should make them wear their head masks. I'm a little. I'm a little concerned, though. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. All right. They actually said no right. masks. Headshots. Are only. you ready, huh? They said no masks. Headshots only. <laughs> headshots only. All right. On your marks. Get set. Go. Oh, right in the head. Oh! 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 His thing's over. All right, that's one. That's one for Billy. That's one for Billy. All right, reset, reset. His his velcro did come on, loot. You know, come on, done, but. All right, one for Billy. These guys are getting crazy. Don't jump in there, Connor. All right, are you ready? Get set, go, guys. Get down. Oh no! Oh, I think that counts. That counts. All right. Hey, gentlemen, thank you for playing. We got you a caribou coffee. Again, come back on Tuesday. We're going to be doing our fall fest. Bring kids. It's going to be a lot of fun. There you go, Caleb. You both win. All right, kids, back. Connor, Liam, back. Here, I'll just shut her down.
0: Uh, sometimes it's fun to just do something different, right? I w- I want to say thanks to R&R Rental. Um, we have this rented for for Tuesday for our, our fall fest. And John was like, what if we brought that into the sanctuary on Sunday, you know? And uh I was like, ah, 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 you know, like trying to work our way through it. And he's like, well, we should just call and see. And R&R let us have it. Today, for free, just because they they thought it would be fun, so I think that 's cool. I just want to support a local business that supported us this morning now that 's that's a, that's a cool thing so um, so today we got to just have this for fun. Um, uh, it has nothing to do with what we 're talking about right like, um, but, uh, but it 's just it 's nice to do something fun it 's going to slowly like it 's going to slowly just run out of air and deflate so don't be shocked, right? Like, that's, it's supposed to do that right now. Um, but this will be back Tuesday. Uh, we've got a big obstacle course that'll be in here as well. We're, we're excited. It's such an exciting thing. I want to have you turn to your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. Um, Acts chapter 16. And I'm going to read one more pretty large portion of Scripture, all right? When we had the kids up here, I I just kind of shared a little bit about Paul was close with these people. This wasn't just a random group of people for Paul. This was a group of people that he cared about, that he did life with, um, that, that he, he loved these people. And again, he just took Jesus and he injected it into the lives of people wherever he went. And I just want to encourage you as followers of Jesus, that's the model we're supposed to follow. Right? Like, that's the model we're supposed to follow. But how can I say clearly that Paul cared about these people and did life with them? Acts chapter 16. We're going to start in verse 11. All right? We boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across the island of some place that I can't pronounce. And the next day, we landed at Neapolis. From there, we reached Philippi. So we just read out of what book with the kids? Philippians. Philippians. And it's called Philippians because those people lived in? Philippi, right? So he landed in Philippi. Um, you see actually, as, as we're coming into this, the Holy Spirit directed his steps to this place. Um, if you read back a couple of verses, you see that he tried to go somewhere else, but the Holy Spirit led him here, all right? Um, a major city in the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We stayed there for several days. Verse 13, on the Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank. Where we, were, where we supposed that some people met for prayer, we sat down to speak with some women who had come together. That's why I said he just decided to go down there and interrupt a women's Bible study, right? Like, they just figured there'd be people meeting for prayer down by the river, and he's like, let's go take that over, okay? Um, I don't recommend you just coming into our ladies group on Tuesday and just trying to take over, right? They already love Jesus, but he went to where he just figured people would be, and he went down and met with this group of ladies, um, Uh, One of them, Lydia, was from Thyatira. This is verse 14. Uh, A merchant of expensive purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She was baptized along with other members of her household and she asked us to be her guests. If you agree that I am faithful to the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we did. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl she was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters verse 17 she followed along behind us shouting these men are servants of the most high god and they have come to tell you how to be saved this went on day after day until paul got so exasperated that he turned and spoke to the demon within her i command you in the name of jesus christ to come out of her he said and instantly it left her I want you to hear for just a second. She wasn't walking around like saying, hey, these guys love Jesus and they're announcing for her. The way that it's written, the reason that Paul got exasperated was she was being a giant distraction to what, she was, what they were trying to do, right? What she said wasn't wrong, but it was distracting people from being able to hear the gospel, right? So Paul looks and, and in the name of Jesus, this demon is driven out. Now you need to remember back just a second ago, she earned a lot of money for her masters, right? Um, so hear that. Um, verse 19, her masters' hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted. They are teaching the people to do things that are against Roman, um, Roman customs. Was the whole city really in an uproar before this, based on anything you read? No, Paul was just walking around, preaching in the name of Jesus, and some people's wallets got a little thinner. So they whipped up a mob, and then the city was in uproar, right? Like, that's, isn't that amazing how that happens? Like, Paul are just going along, and they're doing their thing, and then somebody else's whipped up a mob. Verse 22, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Why? Because some people were a little poorer. Because a poor little girl who was being absolutely tormented by a demon was now free. Right? Something great happened. It caused some people who were taking advantage of something bad to lose some money. Now they're being beaten and a mob has been whipped up. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so he took no chances but put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. I could go on about what that looks like. That's not stocks the way we think of them from, like, early America. This is something designed to put you in a position that is super uncomfortable and hold you there for so long that your whole body begins to cramp, right? Like, the goal isn't to just puts you in a place, it's to cause immense pain because you're held in a funky position, your muscles start to absolutely cramp and you can't move to do anything about it. That's what stocks were in this time, okay? After being beaten. Verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. In stocks, after being severely beaten, And imprisoned for nothing more than a couple of people not having as much money as they did the day before. Suddenly there was a great earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, don't do it, we're all here. Trembling with fear, the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with your entire household. Then they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. That same hour, the jailer washed their wounds and he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. Then he brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Listen, this is the story of the beginning of the church in Philippi the story of the church that Paul writes the letter of Philippians to. I want you to think about if you could pick three people that would be more dissimilar than the three people that were just described that Paul invests his life into and shares Jesus with. There's obviously more, but these three in particular are called out with a story. We have Lydia, who is what? Anyone? Give me a descriptor. Purple cloth, that means nothing to us unless you live in Minnesota and you think of it as Vikings apparel, right? But then purple cloth was the most expensive sought after cloth that was there. It had to be dyed purple because it's not a natural color that appears in cloth, right? Um, it was a sign of immense wealth. Only the wealthiest people in the world could afford to buy purple cloth, Right they say that like if a if a lady wore a purple dress enough that it would um, it would start to shred, they would cut it up and make scarves and things like that rather than just throw the dress away because the purple fabric was so valuable that even the upper echelons of the elite couldn't afford to waste it she's a foreigner right she's from a different place she's a foreigner she's in high fashion, expensive fashion, right? Today, we would call her a foreign fashionista, right? Like, she's wealthy, she's, she's rolling in money, she's heavily involved in the fashion world, and she's not from around there. That's the first person we see. The second person we see is a poor little girl who's the slave of other people, and she's being driven crazy by a demon in her life, and she's being used to make money for other people, She's being completely, completely used by these people to make money. We know she's a slave. We know she's young. We know that she is in a horrific state in life. That's person one and person two. Person three is a jailer. This word that's used here usually denotes denotes somebody who would have been retiring out of the military into this place, right? He probably was a military low-level commander at some point in time. Right? like We just know that from studying the history of the time. You can go back and study history and take a look at it. Maybe not, but most likely the words that are used here and the position that is used here is you have a, you know, a low-level officer that retired out of the military and became a jailer in retirement. He probably couldn't physically you know, just handle the travel that they had to do then. They couldn't jump in a plane and get to the other place. It was all based on marching right and so after a while some of these older guys they just couldn't march like they used to march and so these 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 low level if you were high enough level in command you didn't have to worry about that but if you were a low level commander you would retire and many times they would take positions like this jailer so i want you to think about these three people we've got a foreign wealthy fashionista we've got a poor little slave girl who's being tormented by a demon and we've got a blue collar, military, low level officer. And the Holy Spirit decides, I think these three people would be the best ones to get together in one room and start a church. I mean, I want you to just think about it and see if you can even think of three people that would have less in common than these three people. Like, less things to sit across the dining room table and just talk about as, like, common interest. And yet, Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, is brought to this place by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit uses Paul and his testimony to see these two families and this one young lady in particular come to Jesus And we know if you keep reading in this story in Acts, Paul stays there for a significant amount of time and he begins teaching them about who Jesus is. And he begins pouring his heart and life into this place and in this ministry. And we can see this time happens where relationships grow and they all grow together in Jesus to a point where a new church is planted in this place in Philippi and we see the word of God go forward. Paul loved these people because he knew them, because he was part of their story, and they were part of his story. They rubbed shoulders together. They did life together. They grew in Jesus together. And I want to just encourage you. I I want you to just be intentional in this place. Whether it's about a fall fest, if you can invite somebody who maybe hasn't come to a church before, you can invite them there. Or if it's just having a cup of coffee with somebody, I want to encourage you to think about what it would be and take some time and pray about what it would look like. I'd love for you all to just take a moment right now, like literally right now, and I want you to imagine a friend of yours, somebody that you know that does not know Jesus. Get, get their face in your mind for a second. I want you to just think about it. I, I'm not talking about somebody that you're not sure about. I'm talking about somebody that, you know, maybe they're not a friend yet. Maybe it's somebody you just bump into at work or somebody that you just got us put on your heart. Like I, I've told this story before. There is a person at one of the gas stations in town that I go to all the time just to talk to this person because I believe Jesus is going to grab this person's heart and bring them to himself. I just, I've been praying for him for about eight years now. And I, I, don't like this gas station, but I go there because I absolutely believe Jesus is going to do something in this guy's heart, all right? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's not a friend. Maybe it's just some random relationship and person that got put in your heart. You got it? You got, it? You got somebody's face and name in your, in your mind right now? What does it look like to take the next step in bringing Jesus into that relationship? What does that look like? How, what's the next thing you can do full of the Holy Spirit to reach out to that person with Jesus? I'm not talking about, maybe the next step isn't opening your Bible and sharing and sitting down and having that deep conversation. Maybe the relationship isn't at that place yet. Maybe it is. Maybe that's the next step is you need to be bold in your faith and you need to bring it up in that kind of way. But what does it look like? Paul wasn't even trying to go to the city. He was trying to go somewhere else. And the Holy Spirit said, no, that's where you're going. And then I don't think Paul would have chosen these three people. Like if he could have just walked in the town and been like, Jesus, here's the three I want. I don't think these would have been the first picks. And yet, It's the story that God puts in their path. And listen, there is still churches in that area. And the Holy Spirit inspired Luke to write the book of Acts so we would see the story, and Paul to write a letter to this place so we could learn what they learned from. And we're still growing from this story where Jesus interrupted Paul's day, took him to a place he didn't have an intention of going, put him into the lives of people that he probably wouldn't have picked himself, And eternity is different as a result. Families came to know Jesus. A little girl who was in bondage was set free. And the world has never been the same. What does it look like for you to take the next step in faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and say, I want Jesus to grow in this relationship? That's our challenge today. I don't care if you're in this place and you're two years old or if you're in this place and you're 200 years old. The challenge is the same. Jesus, how can I inject you into this relationship? God, you're good. I'm in awe of what you did for me to be here. I'm in awe of what you've done in my family, in my friends, of so many of the stories that I know sitting out here. You have moved mountains for this room to look like it looks this morning with the people that are sitting here. God, there is absolutely no reason some of us should even be alive right now other than you were with us and you worked miracles and here we are in one place worshiping you together. God, I pray for myself, that the story that you are writing doesn't end with me. And I pray that for every single person in this room, God, you have worked miracles for them to be here but I don't believe for a second that the story is done. You want to use us to further your gospel. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to do that. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you for everything that happened earlier as well, for the prayer, for the offering. I I love that I don't only feel encouraged once a year by this church. Thank you for being a church that, that uh, takes care of us regularly. What I'd love for you to do no, though now is come and eat with us, all right? Come back there, let's hang out, let's eat. Thanks everybody, have an awesome Sunday.